Hey there, welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. Thanks so much for being here today for episode 49 going to be epic. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Alex Bynum. Alex has such an interesting path she's been down to get to where she is today to be a healer. And she's going to talk to us about the personality mask. And if you spend a lot of time in front of groups or on stage, you probably know that there might be times when you show up as somebody else. Maybe you're speaking in front of a group of people you've never met, or you're speaking in front of a type of group of people like CEOs or professors or a group that you might be intimidated by and you show up feeling like, well, I can't be me. I have to show up as someone who has these skills and personality type. And if you've ever done that in any setting, then you're going to love today's episode. Before we jump into that, I just want to share a couple things going on in my life. I just returned to Massachusetts where I live from California, where I was at a conference speaking at an international conference for women in engineering. There were about, I don't know, 1,200 women there from around the world. And I went to talk to them about how to find their voice and lead from the stage. And it was such an exciting two-day conference to just sit and listen and learn about what these women's lives are like as women in engineering. I My only experience with engineering is I dated one in college, so <laughs> I don't really know that much about their challenges and what, you know, what their lives are like. But I learned so much about just the way they think and the kinds of problems they're solving in the world and what they face each day. And I'm just so in awe of them. So if you are an engineer listening to the show, I just want to say thank you and keep going. And you're awesome. And also, while I was in California, I had some amazing meetings with just some some new contacts who just really inspired me. And I'm going to talk about that more probably in a couple months because it's all kind of new in the works and I can't get into details yet, but very exciting. And I also got to visit Muir Woods uh, right, right by uh, San Francisco where they have some redwoods. And for the first time in my life, I felt really short <laughs> around those redwoods. They were really cool. And it was a really nice trip. I'm glad to be back, back at the podcast and sharing more information with you to help you to kick ass on stage and really become the speaker you want to be. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into today's interview with Alex Bynum. Originally from Tennessee, Alex Bynum moved to Boston seven years ago after studying social work, working as an EMT, and even spending several years competing as a fitness model. Her life path took a drastic turn when she was introduced to the power of meditation and healing work through the Modern Mystery School. Although skeptical at first, Alex was dumbfounded after just one meditation session when she was able to answer a question she had been struggling with using her own heart. Listening to The Call Within, Alex went on to pursue various trainings and is now a certified spiritual guide, professional healer, meditation instructor, and more. Alex even founded and operates Empower You a healing center for women located in Boston, Massachusetts. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, this is a topic we're going to talk about today, the personality mask, that 
it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't come up a lot, but it's the topic that I think we're always thinking about is like, who do I want to be on stage? How do I want to present myself? And how much of that is me and how much of that is somebody that I'm kind of curating? So I'm really glad we're going to get into this subject. But before we do, I want to ask you a little bit more about your own story, because it sounds like you've kind of zigged and zagged around before you settled on this type of work. So do you want to go into a little bit more detail about how you arrived here today? Um, sure. So my background, um, if you look at my resume, it's like I'm the jack of all trades up until um, I found healing work. Um, I knew my whole life I wanted to serve humanity and serve people. Um, even I wanted to be a vet at some point and, and serve animals. But it was like everything I tried, it was like it felt good, but it wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. Um, if that makes sense. Yes. So um, the last place I ever expected to find it was in a meditation class. I joke with my clients. I literally, my best friend literally dragged me to the class. I thought that meditation was for um, people that drink green juice and like don't. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is so not my venue. Like I just was so not into it. Um, and lo and behold, here I am. So very cool. So tell me, why we're talking about the personality mask today. Tell me what, what is the personality mask? Yeah. So a lot of people really, um, thrive and, and talk about how great their personality is. And, you know, from a healing perspective, um, the, the personality mask is actually, um, the place of wounding within us. And it's where we go to hide, um, to cope, um, to be liked, right? Well, it's our survival technique. So I remember like in middle school, I got the, uh, award for best award for best personality. And I'm kind of like, Oh crap, you know, <laughs> now as a healer, I'm seeing what that actually means. So there's a big difference between individuality, which is that unique essence that all of us have. And ideally, you know, that's what we want to bring to the world. Whereas the personality mask is the ways that we cover and hide. Huh. So looking back on that award you won in middle school, do you feel that that award was warranted that you were actually sharing your, your unique authentic self or that you were putting on a show? Um, you know, I feel like as a kid, I just wanted to be liked and loved, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really feel like that's more what that award was about. Like, please like me, please love me. Oh. Um, and so while I'm flattered and honored that, um, I do, I do get along with um, all types of people. It's what is that really about and going deeper into that? Mm-hmm. So why do you think the personality mask exists? Why, why is this a thing? Well, we all, you know, we all kind of came here to learn, right? And if there was nothing to learn, then we'd all be really bored. Um, so I feel like the personality mask exists so that there's that duality of like, who am I really? And being forced to go deeper within ourselves and really discover who are you without the personality. Um, you know, everyone does have a, a personality mask um, and it's it's the the trick and the, the real um, digging is to go deeper beyond that. Okay. So I want to make sure I totally understand what this is. Can you give an example or share a story about what, I don't know, that might help to illustrate what you're getting at? Huh. I feel like the middle school award was a, a good example. Um, something that I'm getting at. Um, can you, what do you mean? Like a certain example of. Yeah. Like when someone might be wearing a personality mask. Um, sure. So. Um, what about when, when you're dating someone and you're going to meet that person's parents for the first time? 
would that be a time when you might be wearing a personality mask? <laughs> well, sure. You're going to use a lot of um, different techniques to make it. Well, ideally, if you like that person, then want to spend time with that person, right? You're going to you're going to pull out whatever you've got that you've learned and have been programmed to use to ensure that those parents like you, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of maybe saying what you want to say, you know, you might be saying what you think they want you to hear mm -hmm. or what you think um, they want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's tapping more into that place of, you know, this is who I am and this is my truth without outside um, validation and verification. Okay. That sounds really scary. <laughs> Isn't it? I know. I, I, I tell people it's, you know, it's for the courageous to really dig deep. Okay. So I'm trying to imagine meeting someone's parents for the first time, like some guy I'm dating and, <laughs> and not having a personality mask. I think I do wear a personality mask in that specific example. And I, I, I don't even know if I would know what to do. Right. So it's it's doing enough work on ourselves and, and healing ourselves enough so that we automatically, you know, are stepping in, living from that place of like higher self and higher truth rather than um, reaching for the personality. Okay. So the goal in what we're talking about is to just always show up as yourself and to not try to turn into a chameleon in different situations because you think that's what the situation calls for. Exactly. Yep. Okay. This is exciting and wicked scary. So <laughs> let's talk about a couple different ways to remove the personality mask. The first tip you give is meditation. Let's, let's talk about how meditation can help you with that. Sure. So meditation is an awesome way to um, really um, bring in the light that I would say it brings in the light and it really kicks that that negative ego um, to the curb. So when I say negative ego, what I'm talking about is um, all the unprocessed, unfelt emotions that can come through with the personality mask, um, the ways that we hold ourselves back, all that type of stuff. And just sitting in um, sitting in meditation can really help to clear a lot of a lot of those thoughts that aren't necessarily true about ourselves. How would you go about doing that? What are some different like meditation styles? Yeah. Um, so there's two that I um, share with people that um, are pretty simplistic, and you can use them. They only take about five or ten minutes. And the first is kind of a body relaxation. So that's where you tell yourself um, you you put your attention and your focus into each body part um, and you repeat for that body part to relax three times. So for example, I would start with my feet and I would say feet, relax, feet, relax, feet, relax. And then I would move on to another body part and just um, repeating that command over and over to different body parts um, will really bring you into a place of um, of greater calm, greater peace. It's a really sim simple meditation that you can use. Um, another meditation is just um, visualizing a, a golden white light. And that golden white light um, comes in through your um, through the top of your head, all the way through your body, um, and out through the bottoms of your feet. And when you're visualizing that golden white light, it's um, you can begin to let go of you know any stress, worries, and fears, sending it into that light. And letting it be carried away. Hmm. So how do those two meditation techniques help you to deal with the personality mask? Because I, I get what you're saying. And I think I've done some of those techniques in the past. But I don't understand the link. 
Right. So anytime you can, you can sit in the light or you can sit in your own truth and really um, develop that place of, of inner calm, that's going to help you to conquer the personality mask. It, it, it's like taking the, the driver's, the steering wheel and like giving it to your higher self versus your personality because you're, you're, you're committing to sitting with yourself and committing to going deeper within your own truth. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that one. It, it sounds. Don't think too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've found that there are so many benefits that come from meditation. Mostly for me, it's just about being more present and feeling like I don't have to have thoughts at every second of every day. But when it comes to the personality, I guess I never connected the two of yeah. how feeling yeah. present can also impact the way that I'm presenting myself to others. Right. Um, you know, there's tons of studies out there, you know, people meditate and they're, you know, more calm or um, more present, like you're saying, and that's more of the true self. The true self doesn't have, you know, anxiety and, and fears and worries and all this, um, a lot of, a lot of struggles that people um, go through. Seriously? <laughs> the, the higher self? Yeah. For sure. Okay, that's good to know. But you know, it's like it's not like oh, you know, I'm I've mastered this, and you know, it's it's a process. It's a it's a journey um, that is always growing and and progressing. Okay, so the second way to remove the personality mask, you say, is through prayer, and I'd love to know what you mean by that because I think prayer can mean so many different things. Yeah, it's not a religious statement. Um, you know, I was when I mentioned prayer, it was more of like um, I've heard it said that meditation is listening to the higher self, and then prayer is, is talking, um, speaking to the higher self, source, whatever term works. Um, and so with prayer, it's like expressing. Um, you know, one way that I use prayers for gratitude. So it's expressing that gratitude um, for this life, for this day, um, and really tapping into speaking. Um, speaking your truth and, you know, um, asking for what you want and that type of thing. So do you have a practice, a, a daily practice of prayer? I do. It's a 10 minute, 10 minute practice. And, you know, I will go into a prayer position, um, a typical prayer position with the, with the kneeling and um, just giving thanks for everything in my life. But, um, you know, that's not for everyone. So, you know, I say if you're driving your car, it's an opportunity to do it as well. Whatever works for you, you just have to find um, what what works. Mm -hmm. Do you say your prayers out loud? Um, I do, um, but there aren't usually others in the room when I'm doing it. <laughs> do you find that doing it, saying it out loud, has more impact, or why do you why do you do that versus just saying it in your head? Yeah, sure. Um, so, like true true magic happens with spoken word. It's hard to get your message across when it's in your mind. Um, so I believe in the power of spoken word and, and that helps to create, um, helps with manifestation. Do you write your prayers down and then repeat them over the series of days? Or is it just whatever comes into your mind at that moment is what you say? For a prayer practice specifically? No, I don't. Um, I usually am in the moment with the, with my prayer practice. Um, but there have been times, you know, when I journal or, or I'll journal, um, a prayer or something like that. Interesting. I asked because I was given a list of affirmations last year and I started saying them every day. And I realized after a week or so that some of them just didn't feel 
needed anymore and they felt kind of stale and I wanted to say other things that applied more to how I was feeling on that day and what I wanted to bring into my life and so it kind of feels like by not having something to go off of whether it's you know some kind of list or a, a journal entry you can be more present with what you're what you're needing on that day would you say that's true or yeah yeah because different things resonate on different days you know some days I need to hear certain things and other days um, I need to hear other things. So it's, it's very individualized, which is why, you know, even when I'm teaching meditation, there's, there's no preparation because it's in that moment, right? It's in that moment. What, what serves, what adds value, yeah. um, to, you know, to myself or to others. Okay. I have one more question about this. Yeah, <laughs> about sure. Do you try to create a ritual where like every morning you get up and you make tea and you pray, or do you pray when you need it? Like, you know, if you're feeling stressed out or overwhelmed, you decide, okay, now I'm going to go take, take 10 minutes to do some prayer. Um, I'm more of the, the girl that does meditation and, and prayer in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, that just works best for me in my life. But, um, I do have certain rituals that I do in the, in the morning, um, that are more related to the spiritual work that I do. Mm -hmm. So it does sound like it's a ritual based practice, but do you ever do it just, because you realize in the moment that's what you need to be doing and you drop everything and yes. Okay. Of course. Yep. So I think that's, that's cool because it, it reminds you, Oh, I have control over every moment. You know, I don't have to feel this way. I can go take care of myself by meditating or praying and get back to where I want to be. Right. right. Yeah. If I can tap into that, I am the creator, right? Like I am a creator. Um, that's very powerful. Right. I love that. I am a creator. That's so powerful. Okay, let's jump into the third way that you can remove your personality mask, and that is using your senses. This is exciting. So what does that mean? Yeah, so, you know, a level of authenticity um, that most people don't realize is that we can just use our senses to tap into our higher self or, or into our truth. You know, there's no opinions or judgment when you're using your, your senses. It's very like, um, you know, there's, you can't really like fight over what you're experiencing. Um, so when I say the senses, you know, when you, when you dance, you know, how are you experiencing your body when you, um, see a painting and that type of things, how do, how do you feel? What is it? Th those type of things, um, artwork, uh, journaling, all those relate to the senses. Hmm. So one thing I do sometimes is I put music on in my bedroom and I close all the curtains and I turn the light off and I dance in the dark. And <laughs> <laughs> because I am, I, even though I do a lot of public speaking, I'm still like, I'm shy about some things and I'm definitely shy about dancing in public. And I'm even shy about dancing in the light, even if no one is around. <laughs> and so... So you, I mean, we all start somewhere, right? You're, you're the Bruce Springsteen um, hero dancing in the dark. Right? Yeah, definitely. So I guess I, I want to mention that story because, yeah, it's it's like maybe going out and dancing at a club doesn't seem like something listeners could be ready for. But, you know, do what I do. Like, I'm going right to the, the baseline here, like just dancing in my room with the lights I feel off. like if that works for you, go for it. Like, why not? Like, like, like I said, there's no judgment around the senses. So it's like you just be yourself. And usually I imagine that you feel pretty damn good after you do that, right? I do. I feel great. And my body feels like it's vibrating. Like the whole thing is just alive. 
So then you said something like experiencing art and journaling. So it sounds like what you're getting at is being able to connect with a feeling you get through different stimuli, like, and trying to maybe accept it or understand it or just be in it. Like what, what, what's the information you're getting from it? Yeah. It's almost bypassing the mind, right? The personality lives in the mind. So it's getting to the, the truth of the, the heart with the senses. You know, when you're when you're dancing in the dark, you're probably not thinking about it um, as much as you are just experiencing it and having fun with it. Yeah, I love that. So connecting with the heart. Now, the fourth way to remove the personality mask is to move your chi. What does that mean? <laughs> um, so this is part of my morning as I always, um, you know, I move my body. I work out. Perhaps you dance. Um, maybe not because it's the sunlight's out, but um <laughs> I only do it between midnight and 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so chi, um, you know, people love to work out. And why? That's because our chi, our life force energy, um, if you know anything about the chakras, it's located like near the hara chakra. Um, and that chi life force energy, if you can get that pumping and moving, like it really creates um, vitality and um, like movement in your personal life and um, really being able to um, just go for it. So, um, I really, um, I really emphasize, you know, moving your chi, um, in whatever way works for you, there's a million different ways to work out. And, um, martial arts is a great way if you're into, if you're into martial arts at all for moving the chi. Um, but there, there are a million ways to go about it. So, okay. So you talked about the chakras for a second and that reminded me of something I wanted to ask you about, which isn't exactly aligned with working out and running and karate or martial arts, but I think it applies here. I was talking with uh, one of the members of the Speaker Sisterhood a couple weeks ago, and she said she feels one of the reasons why women don't speak up or don't often share how they're feeling is because they have a blockage in their throat chakra. And I wanted to ask you if you have experience with that and if, and how can women be moving their chi to deal with that blockage? Right. So I'm not, um, The two, um, for me are, um, a little bit different, like chakras versus chi energy, but, um, definitely in terms of what your friend is saying, yes, if you, if there's something going on, you know, you're not speaking up for yourself, perhaps you, um, come down with a thyroid disorder or something like that. Like it's the spiritual symptoms can show up in the, in the physical body. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of correlations between physical symptoms and, and your chakras. Okay. And moving your chi can help with that or? Because it's life force energy. So if your life force energy is kind of stuck um, and it's not getting much movement, it makes it harder to breathe. It makes it harder to feel alive, to feel that vitality, to feel that creator energy. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. And the fifth way and final way to remove the personality mask that we're going to talk about here today is life activation. What does that mean? Yeah, so life activation is a super ancient healing modality um, that's been passed down for 3,000 years. So this is the really deep work if you if you want to face that fear of, of knowing yourself on a deep level. Um, life activation, it's, a, it's an in-person session, um, and it really goes deep into um, bringing a lot more light um, into the DNA and, and helping to rebalance um, energetic lines and really start a person on that path of Um, removing the personality. Can you talk a little bit about how you do that? 
Sure. So I had to be trained in this. Um, it's something that I went to school for. Um, and um, it's about an hour and a half session. And um, yeah, it's sitting and standing. There's a um, a reading at the end of it that's helpful for people who are trying to learn more about themselves and their healing process. Um, yeah, it's very in depth, and it does not um, it does not use the mind. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> do you do that over the phone, or does it have to be done in person? Um, that has to be done in person. Um, it's a it's an energy um, healing that that is required to be done in person. Okay. All right. So those are the five ways that you recommend removing the personality mask meditation prayer using your senses moving your chi and life activation and what i notice about these five different um i don't know approaches is a lot of them are done alone it's not really about being out in the world and um, connecting with other people but it's about connecting with yourself and it sounds like once you're able to really connect with your inner you then you'll you'll be more successful at displaying that versus trying to fit into a certain personality. So is that, is that accurate or what would you say? Yeah, like, you know, the world heals uh, when a person is, and the world heals when a person is willing to go deep within themselves. So the practices are reflective of how deep you're willing to go within yourself. You know, if I can heal my own life, if I can heal these um, coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms I've, I've created for myself, um, and I can just be more real. That's gonna that's gonna serve a lot more people because they're gonna feel that realness and feel that authenticity. Mm. Okay. Do you have any last words of advice to help when getting into any of these different um, approaches that might help them? Um, sure. So there are a lot of resources out there. You know, I personally. Um, studied with the Modern Mystery School, and that's been phenomenal um, in terms of removing the the personality mask. But there are um, resources um, and communities, so you don't have to feel like you're doing it alone, or like if something comes up, you know, while you're meditating that you want to um, look deeper into. Um, there's there is support available. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, to have a, a community that you can sort of do this with. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right. So I want to jump into the lightning round. We have five quick questions to finish with. Okay. okay. <laughs> when I say lightning, it's not like you have to go fast, but <laughs> no pressure. Uh, number one, what's the number one piece of advice you have for women who want to be well-known speakers? Um, kind of what we've been talking about. So I would definitely say know thyself. Mm -hmm. um, so the more authentic and real you can get with yourself, the more authentic and real you're going to be able to get with your audience, the more people are going to feel that and be drawn to you. Yeah. Um, it's, there's, it's like people know, like their souls know when someone's being real and when someone's not being real. So um, developing that realness within yourself is, is key. Yes, I love that. And I totally agree 100%. And I'm wondering if you have any advice as far as this is off the lightning round for a second um, <laughs> as a tangent what women could be doing to prepare before a speech by using maybe some of your advice some of your ideas here that we've talked about here today if there were to create something to do first is there anything you would say you, yes you should definitely do this um you know, I would, I guess I would just say, start with meditation. Um, that first step, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes before you go on stage, mm -hmm. you know, connect in, uh, visualize that light pouring through you, that golden white light and, and check in with your heart. Awesome. 
Number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? Yeah, um, I have a lot of personal operating philosophies. Um, I, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say lately my personal operating philosophy has been, um, it's my personal operating philosophy is mostly about growth and progression. So, um, lately it's been, you know, just keep going, just keep growing. Um, and that's really what I, what I live my life into. If I'm not growing, then what, what am I doing? Um, because without growth, it's, um, it's pretty, um, I feel that's where a lot of suffering occurs for people. Hmm. Do you want to talk more about that? Um, what would you like to know more about that? <laughs> well, that, that last thing you said about suffering occurring when growth isn't, I think that's really interesting. Did you discover that on your own or was that something you read and then were able to connect some dots or that you see in others? Yeah. I mean, I know for myself when I was, I wasn't even stuck. I was just going backwards at one point. Um, and that created, that creates a lot of suffering. It's like we, you know, we as, um, as a collective know that we're here to grow and really fulfill that highest potential, that higher self that we're talking about today. And when we're not even advancing towards that, it's, it's so painful um, because it's like at our core, we know the truth of our being. And then we know the truth that, you know, why we're here is to really express that individuality, not the personality, but the individuality in this lifetime. Yeah, you actually just connected something for me because what I notice with a lot of the members of my, my speaker sisterhood speaking clubs, when they give the first speech, they're really nervous and they feel like they maybe they can't do this or they feel you know really anxious. And then they give the speech and they say something along the lines of, wow, I really surprised myself. I'm really good at this. And it becomes almost like they're pulled to now continue growing to see what else they can do to surprise themselves. And then it feels like a whole new life emerges from that work because they've now decided I'm going to stop being stagnant and I'm going to start growing. And now it's like they, they start to get to know themselves better and they start to see there's so much more to learn because they just open the door. Right. It's exciting. And they, it's, it's super exciting to, to realize that that's within you and like anything you want is within you. So, um, I'm sure after they, they work with you, Angela, they're just like, you know, busting to get out there and to, to express themselves. Yeah. It's like the deeper they go, the deep, the, like deeper they want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that works. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I like um, and then number three, what advice would you give to your 25 year old self? Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> well, I, I would give her a hug. Um, and I would, I would just tell her to keep going kind of what we were, um, mentioning with the philosophy, mm -hmm. um, you know, just keep going, just keep pushing forward, pushing through, um, and, and never give up. I love it. Number four, what advice do you have for your 75 year old self? Um, I'm going to throw her a party and I'm going to give her a standing ovation and really congratulate her um, on all the work that she's done to um, serve herself and to serve humanity and um, that my 75-year-old -year self uh, really did her best. That's great. Do you know what kind of party it will be? <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine it. <laughs> That's a great question. I love that. Um, I'll invite all my friends um, and maybe we'll just like meditate and... Um, I don't, maybe a dance party, dancing in the dark. That's a pretty good idea as well. Yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> and number five, if you had to pick one object to represent yourself, what would you pick? Um, that's a great question as well. Um, so this might be 
um, a little controversial, I would pick the pentagram. And the reason I say that is because it's actually a very pure symbol. It's, uh, it's been quite misunderstood over time. But the pentagram actually symbolizes that walk home towards the higher self. Um, so if you know we, if you stretch your arms out, you literally make a five-pointed star with your body. Like we literally are the pentagram. Mm-hmm. So I would, um, I would say that definitely represents my journey is that walk back home to um, source, to my higher self, to my highest truth um, would be the object I would use. Awesome. And lastly, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? Oh man, um, to show up for myself, um, really means to claim the stage because when I show up for myself, I'm in my integrity, I'm in my truth, I'm doing my personal work. Um, and that means that translates in, into great service for humanity, um, which is always the goal, um, from, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to claim the stage, I'm going to be, um, as real as myself with myself as I can be. So that means removing the personality mask. Working on it. Yeah. Working on it. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to share with my audience about anything you're working on or that you have to offer? Um, anything I'm working on at the moment. Is that what you share? Yeah. If you have any upcoming events or, you know, offerings that you'd like to tell them about. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so anyone listening to this podcast, if you'd like to come in and, and do a consultation with me, that would be wonderful. Um, I'll, I'll put $30 towards any healing session. Um, if you want to get started on the um, journey of the removal of the personality mask. Awesome. And how can we get more information or get in touch with you? Um, great. So my business name is Empower You. So it's the word empower with an H inserted in it. So Empower You. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Empower You. I'm on Instagram as Empower You um, or just my website, www.empoweryou.com. Great. So it's E M P. O W A G R Y O U Y O U. Okay, awesome. And yeah, I should mention that we met over Instagram. I Um, know. (laughs) That's so awesome. You're my first Instagram contact. So I was super excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for uh, for sharing with us today. This is really good information, and I think I'm going to have to go back and listen a couple more times to really think about like what what do I want to start doing differently? Because I think there are times when I do show up as myself, and there are times when I still wear that personality mask. And I think that's a really fun and curious journey to go on right now and just think more about like, why is that, you know? Yeah. Just ask if you notice yourself using your personality to cope, then what, what am I trying to escape? You know, what am I trying to avoid here? Yeah. Um, Really powerful questions, but powerful questions for creating a a kick-ass life. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Alex. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Angela. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Isn't Alex great? Did she give you stuff to think about? I felt like I had a thousand questions about each piece of her advice, you know, about meditation, about prayer, about working out and really thinking about what all those things mean to me. So I hope she inspired some, some new thoughts in you and recognizing the connection between connecting with yourself and how you present yourself in the world and how by building that connection with, with your inner you you can show up as you. How cool is that, right? I hope that made sense. (laughs) Anyway, if you're enjoying my podcast, I hope you will leave a review on iTunes. It takes about two seconds. All you have to do is rate the show, type a couple words, and it really helps me because more people can find the show. And we're all about sharing the love. 
And if you haven't signed up for my newsletter yet, where I give out lots of public speaking tips and update you on all the different things I'm working on, you should jump at jump on AngelaLucier.us and go check it out because it's all there for you, your eyes. All right, guys, that's it for now. When we come back, I'm going to be at episode 50 and the one year anniversary, and it is going to be epic. I can't wait to share it with you. I hope to uh, be in your ears then. All right, you guys, as always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.